Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Yes, uh, don't forget the double demerits apply from midnight Thursday until midnight Monday for speeding or using a mobile phone or radar detector while driving. Get caught and you could lose your licence twice as fast. Just on the text machine, 0487 736 736, I threw out what has been the biggest sporting event that you have attended that you really enjoyed. I might ask actually our producer, Jimmy, and also Connor, our panel operator, give us their thoughts. Uh, Chris says, you know, it's good when your old mate can't talk fast enough about the event, which was here on Saturday night. Wish I was there. That's from Chris, who has regrets about not coming along. And Norman Cowell says, good day, Pete. During the Marsh Cup final, a six was hit that looked like it hit a bus as the bus travelled down the road alongside the ground. Do we know if it did hit the bus? Question mark, question mark, question mark. It didn't hit the bus. No, I've just been informed it didn't. So uh, no dramas there. But in the end, a great result for the West Australians. Great result for the Perth Glory. Uh, They've now gone six games without a loss, three wins and three draws. They took on the top of the league, Wellington Phoenix at home in front of a humming crowd of uh, about eight and a half thousand people and the shed was in full voice it was a, a goalless draw but there was certainly plenty of action and as i said the glory on a pretty good run at the moment as i said six games without a loss now the coach alan stadjic has just been handed a one game suspension for supposedly dissent he got a uh, yellow card from the referee And that makes it five yellow cards, which means that he will miss a match uh, in the away game against Western United in Ballarat this weekend. I spoke to Alan earlier in the day, actually, and conducted an interview with him around his commitments. And then I rang him back once this ruling came out, and he said he didn't want to really comment about it. It was regarding throwing of a, uh, a water bottle down in seemingly, according to the referee in disgust, Alan said, he had the water bottle and he threw it back towards his chair. Uh, he didn't throw it in any way to suggest forward, sidewards towards any official or the referee or the players that he was uh, totally disgusted by what had transpired. He picked it up, had a swig and threw it back uh, onto his chair where he sits with his assistant coaches and the bench players. So that's uh, the adjudication he gave to me. And of course, he can't say too much because if he says too much... He might cop a further fine and possibly a suspension. Anyway, I spoke to Alan Stadjic, uh, the coach of the Perth Glory, before that was handed down, and I welcomed him to the program. Good afternoon, Peter. How are you? Good. How did you surmise Saturday night? I know you're quoted in the press conference saying, I don't accept draws anymore. We need to win these sort of games. Nil-nil against the Phoenix. How did you see it? Yeah, look, I guess on on reflection, a a draw was probably fair in terms of each team's dominance throughout throughout periods of the game. But it was more the emotion of, you know, knowing that we could have won that game and really, more importantly, that we need to start winning these kinds of games. And, you know, that would have been two in a row and build a little bit of momentum and three in a row and, you know, really starting to push for the 
edge of that finals race, which which we still have to to be fair over the last six or seven weeks. Um, you know, we've obviously had a good run, and and that momentum and confidence and belief is in the team. But you know, I know within myself and within the playing group and the staff, we're really pushing for wins, you know, as much as we can. But saying that, when you look at the Wellington Phoenix, uh, they came here on the Monday to play in the long-distance derby to acclimatise because it is a fair hike. You can see why they're top of the league. They've got some very classy players, haven't they? Yeah, look, they have. And what they brought off the bench probably tipped the the flow of the game in their favour. Uh, when Zavada and, and Crave came on, they were real handful and being fresh in particular um, really, really, as I said, tip, tip the flow of the game in their in their favour. But, um, you know, before that, I really thought we were on top in terms of penetration and chances on goal. And they were only really half chances, I guess, for both teams. But, um, you know, I really thought that, that we had that momentum to be able to penetrate. And, you know, especially early in that first half, I thought we created four or five really good half chances. So, you know, in a tight game like that, it's, it's just whichever team's going to win that crucial moment. It's interesting, in the middle of January, you took, uh, you played actually when all the matches were based in Sydney and you took them to 4-3 going down right at the end. So you've had some interesting matches against the Wellington Phoenix. The other thing that was quite unusual to see was a clean sheet on Saturday night. The last time that happened was back in round three. You must have been happy with that. Yeah, look, that's definitely a, a massive positive to take out of the game, considering we're the league's leading goal scorers. And again, it's a little bit of an anomaly for a league to have a team that was, even when we were leading goal scorers, we were 11th, second last in the league and still having scored the most amount of goals. So, you know, that part of the team has been a real positive uh, throughout this year. And the other side's been really our weakness. And, and so to be able to keep a clean sheet against them is a massive positive. And, and if we can build on both aspects of the game, it goes without saying, um, it's obvious, Captain Obvious, but if, if we can really nail down both aspects of the game in the one match, uh, we're going to be a very hard team to beat. And I, I really do see a lot of those foundations in our game now, so it's just a matter of carrying that on and improving that week to week. It's interesting when you look at the current run. Uh, six games without defeat, three wins and three draws, and that comes on the back end of three losses in a row where you conceded 11 goals in three games. So... After that Wellington Phoenix game when you were beaten by four goals to three, was there anything done behind the scenes that all of a sudden saw this run of six without a loss? Yeah, I actually think that those two matches just before this run, we actually played quite well. Uh, one was Melbourne victory here at HBF and we had a player sent off in the 45th minute and, and played the whole second half with the player less. And I actually thought we were the better team that night and, and victory got a late goal. Uh, to win the game. But for me, it was one of those turning points in the season where we played number one and two in the league at that point. And we showed that even though we weren't at our best and playing half a game with 10 players and Wellington the week after, there were so many positives to take away from those two games. And I just thought if we'd improve 5 or 10%, we could start beating all the rest of the teams. And, you know, whatever we've done on and off the pitch, you know, I think we, we have improved that 10% and probably a little bit more than that in both aspects of the game, we've reduced the amount of goals we're conceding and still been able to generally, other than on the weekend, maintain the amount that we are scoring. So there has been that improvement. And, and ultimately, I think the biggest factor that, that's coming to play is with that momentum and with that quality of play and, and being able to penetrate and be an attacking force, we've built that confidence and belief, which I don't think has been in this team for a long time. So really, when you know you can go out there and feel like you can score at any time and, and be able to win at any time, it, it, it's probably that priceless factor that you have within a group and you know I really think that we've built that over the last few weeks for sure. 
Well, you've scored 35 goals equal with MacArthur on 35, which is incredible considering you're in ninth position. And you look at the teams above you, beat the Brisbane Roar uh, in a couple of games ago here, uh, which was an interesting game in its own right because of the the managers and the coaches in charge there. And Melbourne City, who currently sit in seventh position, haven't won in their last four matches. Uh, Alan Stadjic, would you say that the Perth Glory are the best team outside the top six at the moment? Yeah, look, uh, based on current form over the last five matches up going into last weekend, game, I would have put us in the top two, uh, to be honest. But, you know, unfortunately, there was 12 rounds before that where we weren't in the top two, where we were in the bottom two. So we've got a bit of ground to make up and... and you know, we have turned that around, as we've just alluded to, over the last six or seven weeks. So, you know, we've got a good run in now. We've got nine weeks left. There's still plenty of time for us to, to make up the rest of that ground and, and keep this run going and really start pushing the fringes of that top six as we head on. But, you know, there's the old cliche of taking one game at a time. And we're just focused on Western United now and keeping this run going and, and maintaining that momentum. For the reasons, as we all know, during uh, January, you couldn't partake in the uh, January transfer window because things were in limbo regarding the ownership. Thank goodness in the last couple of weeks that's been sorted out and there seems to be a huge sense of positive energy around the Perth glory at the moment, both on and off the field. Have you got enough petrol in the tank, Alan? This is where a manager comes into play to see out the remainder of the season because of the numbers in your squad. Yeah, look, I think it's quite the opposite, that we've got more numbers in the squad because of the adversity we've had to come through and the strength within our group. And the biggest positive to come out of the last two months of our team has been the fact that we've had to use so many different bodies, so many young players who have been who have had to make their debut or their second or third appearance ever in an A-League. And, and regardless of whoever's come in and whichever position they've had to play, uh, we've been able to increase the depth of the team and, and maintain the quality. Uh, we've kept this run going with almost a, a completely different team to what we started the season with. And, and um, I think that's a massive, massive positive. We've, and now have some players coming back from injury over the next two, three weeks. We, we've really got a little bit more depth that we probably didn't have uh, six or seven weeks ago and certainly at the beginning of the season. So, you know, there's, there's been trials and tribulations that I actually see us moving into a stronger and stronger position as we head towards the end of the year. Yeah, certainly sounding very positive. You mentioned about a couple of those experienced players. How far is Mark Beavers and how far is Mustafa Amini? When will they be available? Yeah, Beavers, none of our players that are injured are too far away. Uh, I'd say they're all within the next one to three weeks that they should be back in. Um, so it's just a matter of them completing their rehab and ticking all the boxes to, to be available for a game. So most of our players that have been out for the last couple of weeks are pretty close. So it's just a matter of taking each training session as it comes down, hoping they can overcome each hurdle in every training session and, and finally be ready for the match play. But none of them are far away, but I'm not sure if any of them will be right for this week. At this okay. Stage. Well, Western United away in Ballarat of all places this week, Alan. Yeah, they couldn't find a further place for us to travel to, so they took out Ballarat. But um, I have been there uh, once, and it, it's a special place in Australia, so I actually loved it uh, being there. And obviously part of the Gold Rush era, so it's a, a spectacular place. Uh, you know, I can't wait to get there in terms of that. I love all that part of the job and travelling around. So it'll be a tough game. Um, you know, they're on the bottom of the ladder, but certainly not in the way that they play. Uh, they've been competitive every week and they've also been on a good run in the last three weeks and 
and picked up a win and a draw and, you know, unfortunately caught two goals in the last minute against Melbourne Victory last week. Otherwise, they, were, they would have won that one nil as well. So certainly a team that's improved and, you know, we're not taking lightly, that's for sure. We can't but, afford to. But saying that, a couple of people were telling me actually on Saturday, as if we don't do enough travelling, we've got to fly to Melbourne and then make our way up to Ballarat. Uh, do you agree with that or you just take it as it comes? Well, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Ultimately, it doesn't matter whether we agree or disagree. We haven't we haven't had the rub of the green in terms of the draw and other little things that go around the comp. So hopefully, we can we can put that case forward before the draw comes out next year. And, and there's been, you know, for example, we had to travel to Wellington after in between two home games, so we didn't really have the opportunity to bunny hop across the country like Wellington did just now. They they had a game in Sydney and then just travelled straight from Sydney to here, so it's much easier than. What we had to do, we had a home game and then had to travel to Wellington and then had to travel back to Perth. So you got the five-hour time zone change and the 10 or 20, 10 to 12-hour travel day as well. So definitely it impacted us a little bit more than them. So they're things that we certainly have to fight for before next year's draw gets done. I've seen a lot of the Perth glory over the years. And let me tell you, it's getting back to where it was all those years ago. The noise in the stadium is phenomenal and uh, particularly at the shed end. Have you noticed, and you would have known about the shed before you took on the job, and the important role they play, particularly in home games. The last two home games, they've been really loud. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And and this week it went to another level. I thought the week before was was the best I'd heard and and seen, but this weekend was, was, again, it went to another level. And and, you know, it's almost chills up the spine and, you know, there was 8,500 people there this week, but I can't, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like when there's 15 or 17,000. So the more we can push for that and the more that everyone gets engaged and connected to the team and the club and hopefully hopefully everyone in Perth now sees how much this team is, is fighting for the city and the state and, and the club and, you know, how much pride they take in their shirt every week. And, and that's probably been the most sort of pride of having what we've done this year. We've been able to restore that pride in the jersey and in the emblem and, and carry the club forward through adversity. So hopefully, you know, we can get even more fans on our backs and, and help us through the end of the year because we're certainly going to need that help. And finally, Alan, we appreciate your time. It was tough early in the season, and I think a lot of people felt for you. You took on the job here at the Perth Glory. Was there any time when you thought to yourself, what have I done? I've shifted all the way across the country. I've taken on this job. You've inherited predominantly a squad, even though you were involved in bringing a few players over. Did it get mentally taxing at any stage for you? Yeah, look, I'd be lying if I didn't say it was hard. Um, but you don't take any job in unless it's hard. You know, you don't usually come into a, a team or a club environment that's flying as a coach. So, you know, there's certainly adversity in those early periods on and off the pitch. Most of it I knew was coming. There's obviously normal football problems that happen as you as you get into a job. But again, I, just going back to what I said earlier, I think that adversity has made everyone stronger. The staff, the the players, the whole club. Uh, we're united in our our direction and our vision and what we want for for ourselves and and for the club. And and I think that's the strongest part of our our team at the moment, where there really is a strong connection between all of us, and and we're all pulling together in one direction, which is. When you get those couple of things, all the belief and the confidence and everyone pulling in or in the one direction, they really are the intangibles that drive a club forward. And a twofold final question. Uh, are you starting to enjoy it or does a coach ever enjoy his job, particularly in the A-League? And secondly, because uh, I might not have an opportunity to speak to you again before the end of the season, 
What is the goal now? You sit seven points shy of sixth position. Would anything but maybe a top six berth be considered uh, underperforming? Yeah, look, it's a, that's a tough one to answer. Obviously, we're aiming for finals. Um, so we, we do everything we can, and we've had that mindset ever, ever since uh, round one. Um, I still don't think it's out of reach. Yeah, look, of course, I uh, love every day, to be honest. You've got to be, you got to be grateful when, when you're in a role like this. It's uh, not many people uh, that, that get the opportunity to follow their dreams and, and follow their sporting passions and to be able to still be as old as I am and enjoying football every day and, and be in a role and being paid for it is, is incredible. So, you know, I'm grateful. And, of course, it's hard and there's pressures and trials and tribulations, but ultimately I'm just grateful to be able to be in a role like this in the sport that I love. Yeah, and we've seen a little bit of a smile on your face in recent weeks, which is great to see. Alan, Doesn't thanks. happen often. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining. What, what did you say to the fourth official, by the way, on Saturday night? You sort of left your area and went and addressed him. We won't ask you because it might get you into trouble like you did with Mark Rudan. So uh, we won't no, ask I you. Get in en- I get in enough trouble, mate. I don't need any extra help. <laughs> Good on you, Alan. Uh, exciting times for the Perth Glory, both on and off the field. I can just sense it, of course, with a lot of past players coming back uh, to be part of what is going to be hopefully a very exciting ride going forward. Thanks for your time today. All good, mate. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, he is in a bit of trouble. As I said, suspended for one uh, week. Uh, that is, he won't be taking charge of the glory this week against Western United. Five yellow cards and... Uh, he is uh, sidelined. Uh, don't forget, double demerit supply from midnight Thursday until midnight Monday for drink or drug driving. Not wearing a seatbelt or running a red light. Get caught and you could lose your licence twice as fast. We'll update all the major sports news headlines for your local tyre power store. Today, for a free tyre safety inspection, they are over 50 stores across WA. The latest from sport after the break here on Sports Day WA.